0: This morning, what we're doing is we're concluding our three-part series on the freedom that we have in Christ. And I've really, really enjoyed this. And hopefully, if you miss any, you can go back and you can uh, listen to the podcast. But uh, uh, we started off talking about finding true freedom through surrendering our lives to Jesus. That that sort of... uh, What is that? That just sounds so counterintuitive, doesn't it? That surrender brings freedom. But the greater the surrender the greater the freedom. And that is that weird economy that God works in. God works in this backwards economy. Jesus said that the least will be the greatest, right? That, that the servant among you will be the ruler. And he has this backwards economy. And uh, it's one of the things that I just love about Jesus is that he's so countercultural, and so counterintuitive. And so we talked about that surrender. When, as we surrender more to Jesus. God, you take the wheel. You take control. It's, it's, you steer the ship. And as we do that, we encounter greater freedom. Right? So it's very difficult because we like to, <clears throat> like to grab hold of that steering wheel. We want to be in control of everything. Right? And, uh, so, uh, and then Wendy talked about uh, how God has freed us from shame. Oh, that's so powerful. Um, What's the name of that book? The Soul of Shame by Kirk Thompson. Thompson. And if you're like, you want to go deeper in that subject, I want to encourage you to grab that book and go deeper. Go deeper. Uh, You know, y'all may come to church and y'all may have a pastor, but at the end of the day, you are responsible for your spiritual growth. Okay? So why do we say, hey, read the book, hey, get in the scripture, because uh, it's not my job to make you grow spiritually. That's your job. And so I want to encourage you guys, if that is an area that you struggle with, that that is an area that you think that you could really grow from, grab the book, read it, pray through it, and ask God to move through your life through it. So um, today I want to talk about freedom from our defeated enemy, freedom from... from the devil's harassment. And um, I, I hear that from a lot of people. And there are times that I feel that in my life. Oh, I feel like the devil's really harassing me. I felt that that way this morning, actually. I I got up this morning, and, and most of you guys know I have struggled with back issues for decades. And uh, over the last several months, it has felt the strongest, the best. I mean, it's felt amazing. And I'm getting up this morning, and I'm like... Oh, we're gonna talk about freedom from the enemy's harassment this morning. I'm buttoning my shirt. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. you know, sit down, sit down, sit down. Okay, sweet Jesus, and uh, kind of had kind of one of those moments, and almost immediately I was like, wait a minute, I'm talking about the devil's harassment this morning. <sighs> what a dillweed, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm just you know. And so we're talking about freedom from harassment, from this defeated enemy. Uh, it may surprise some of you, but when I was in middle school, I was bullied by some kids at school. Uh, I, I know, you, you're like, you? What? I thought you were the bully. I wasn't. And uh, I, was, I was bullied by some kids in school. Maybe you can imagine, okay, just sort of like imagine for a minute, this is the era of long feathered hair. Super ultra-tight jeans. They look like they were sprayed on. Um, Members-only jackets, right? Members-only jackets. I didn't have any of those things. I had hand-me-down jeans, and uh, I had, like, a uh, everybody-welcome jacket. I don't know where my mom got it, but, you know, it was probably a hand-me-down. I don't know. And... Uh, <laughs> It was sort of, you ever notice that, like, back in the day when, like, you had really popular things, like, you know, guest jeans, there was always, like, a Kmart knockoff, you know, like, you know, answer jeans from Kmart, you know, members only, you know, like, public domain, uh, you know, so, so that was me, I was always, like, in the public domain and the, the answer jeans, they usually passed down from my cousins, and uh, so I didn't have any, any of those things. I, uh, I I wore a hand-me-down hoodie just about every day to school. I uh, had Kmart shoes, and they were they were knockoffs. They were called Jocks. I don't even know J-O-X. You know, everybody made fun of me for that. And uh, and I had this buzz haircut because my mom had a friend who was learning to cut hair, and she that's how I got my hair cut. And it was super short, just buzzed up, even tighter than this. Yeah. But the only thing about that is. Back in 7th and 8th grade, uh, when you had a haircut like that, because everybody else was growing long hair, when you had a haircut like that, you got teased. And there was one particular kid in the school. His name was Dante. Dante, if you're listening, I haven't forgotten. And uh, Dante Vaughn. He used, to, he used to introduce himself as Dante Vaughn, the ladies' mom. And um, so Dante used to come up to me and smacked me in the back of the neck when I was standing in my locker. So if I was standing in my locker, I was getting my stuff out, and I felt a horrible sting in the back of my neck. It meant Dante Vaughn and his big leathery hand came and smacked me. And uh, he used to do it, like, every day. Every day, walked out, and smacked me in the back. Oh, man, he just... He was a bully, and for some reason, he was drawn to me as his favorite target. And uh, I don't know, maybe it was the jocks or the public domain jacket... Uh, probably the hair. And one day, I told my dad about Dante. And uh, y'all, some of you know my dad, uh, his story. My dad didn't take no mm, from no one. That was his whole thing, right? And uh, uh, he was known to break legs. He was, he, he offered to give me a gun one time when somebody else was, you know, bullying me in high school. That was just, that was my dad. And so... Uh, my dad. I told my dad about him, uh, and he said, "Son, this is what you need to do. The next time he does that, immediately you turn around and you lock eyes with him. He didn't say punch him. <laughs> Vince is back there, right? He didn't. He didn't say punch. Him. He said you turn around and you meet his eyes, and you do not look away from his eyes. You look him in the eyes." And you tell him, look, you're done doing this. We're either going to fight you and me right now, or you're going to stop this. And so uh, I was terrified at the idea of confronting my bully. Uh, I felt like it would be just easier to take it, because if I confronted it, it may bring on something even worse. A storm, you might say. And so I'm standing at my locker. I feel the sting. I turn around, I lock eyes with them, I point the finger. <laughs> eyes locked. I said, Look, man, if you want to fight, let's go. We'll do it right now. Right? It was just like that. You want to fight, we'll do it right now. But you're going to knock that off. You understand? It's just like that. Woo! Had my daddy voice, right? <laughs> And there's this moment that probably only lasted two seconds, but felt like 20 minutes, where there are kids now gathered around. Because junior hires can smell a fight, right? They're gathered around. We're locking eyes. I'm balling up my fists. I'm ready to go. And Dante stares at me. We're like this for, I don't, finally he just goes. You ain't worth it. And he walks away, never to slap my neck ever again. Yeah, yeah. Whoo! Because I had all sorts of scenarios going on up here. I saw myself bloodied and beaten behind the school. Uh, but never to be messed with by Dante again. It was wonderful. And... Uh, it was that challenging. And on the inside, I was terrified. But I did that. I stood up to him, and he left me alone. And I have learned over the years that the devil is a lot like a middle school bully who uh, who really is empowered more by our fears of him than anything else. And he will mess with you relentlessly. He will uh, just... Keep going and going as long as you let him. As long as you let him. Can I just say that again? Because I don't think you believe me when I say that. As long as you let him. Uh, Because the enemy can only keep territory in our lives that we allow him to keep. Okay? And so uh, when you exercise the authority that God has given you, he has to back down. He has to back down. And some of you today, I believe, feel like the devil is bullying you. Getting bullied by the devil. Getting bullied by the devil. What happens? A lot of times, what do we do? We feel like we're getting bullied by the devil. And we kind of like, 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 you know, uh, cower in the corner, you know. And, and we wait for, some, for rescue, right? And um, maybe you're locked in like a, a cycle of temptation and giving in. Temptation giving. Oh, the devil's messing with you. Temptation giving in. Temptation giving in. Or maybe that, you know, the devil's got you believing that you're on the outs with God. You, you are on the outs, man. God can't forgive what you have done. God has forgiven you, but you know, you still gotta sleep in the tent in the backyard. No offense, Gary. <laughs> Gary sleeps in the tent in the backyard for other reasons, or, but not because he's on the outs with Karen. So, you know, like, you know, and we feel like we're just on the outs. God just tolerates me. Or maybe you can't remember the last time you saw yourself the way God sees you, right? Because we all, we've talked about this many times before, what the, what the Lord says about us that you're redeemed, that you're healed, that you're forgiven, that you're free. You know, all the things that God says about us, and then we, but we, don't, we can't see ourselves that way. And, and we, we see ourselves as some sort of, like, you know, uh, unholy exception. You know? I'm the exception to all that. That's good for other people. That's good for Karen, right, because she's perfect. She's always in the Word every day. Her attitude's always good. And she, <laughs> she just makes all this church stuff look good, right? And, and, and so we see other people go, oh, that's for them, that's for them. But for us, I'm this exception. And that's such, that's such a devil thought. I'm the exception to all of these blessings. I'm the exception to all of this joy and this peace. I'm the exception to this forgiveness. I'm the exception to God's love. God holds everybody else close like a big daddy. But for me, he's like, he just tolerates my presence because uh, he has to because of what Jesus did, right? And, and so, you know, maybe he tells you those things or maybe discouragement and hopelessness have been just your constant companions for so long you don't remember what life was like without them. That's such a horrible place to be. I believe that God wants to talk to you today. I believe that he wants to tell you uh, what my dad told me 35 years ago, right? It's time to stand up. It's time to stand up. I think what a lot of believers uh, lack is simply a fighting spirit. You know, it's, it's not, it's, you know, if there's one thing that many believers lack, it's just that fighting spirit to go, you know what, I'm done with this. I am done with this harassment. I am done with feelings of fear. I'm done with feelings of anxiety. I'm done with, with, with the intimidation right? I'm done with the shame. I'm done, you know, and and so instead what we do is we let our feelings kind of roll us over instead of us going, I'm done with this. And let's talk about this, okay? Uh, But first, let's pray. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness and your mercy. We thank you for all that you've already done. We thank you that our enemy is a defeated enemy. And so, God, I pray that you would give us revelation today, that you would open our eyes, that you would let your word come alive in us and bring change and bear fruit and all sorts of awesome things. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to start. We're going to take a look at the words of Paul to the church of Ephesus. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18, he says, A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Look at the person next to you and tell them that. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Right. Then he says, Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against "'Evil spirits in the heavenly places. "'Therefore put on every piece of God's armor "'so you will be able to resist the enemy "'in the time of evil. "'Then after the battle you will uh, still be standing firm. "'Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth "'and the body armor of God's righteousness. "'For shoes uh, put on the peace that comes from the good news "'so that you will be fully prepared. "'In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith "'to stop the fiery arrows of the devil.' Put on salvation as your helmet and take uh, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. There's so, so, so much in here. And this could be a series, and in fact, it has been a series. Uh, If you go back to our podcast and listen to the Dress to Kill series... I really, if you, if you missed that or it's just it's been a long time since you heard it, I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to Dress to Kill. Uh, if, if you don't see it on the website, shoot me an email. I'll send you a link, okay? Because we know it's still on the server, but it might not be on the website. Okay, there's a lot packaged in there. Um, if there's one thing, though, that I want you to take away today, it's this. When you use the tools... You can be free to live as Christ called you to live. When you use the tools, when you use what God has given you, you can be free to live as Christ calls you to live. And at the end of the day, isn't that what it's all about? Isn't that what Satan wants to keep you from living as Christ calls you to live? I mean, most people are not living up to the potential that God has called them to, yes or no? Yes, right? But when we use the tools, when we use the things that God has given us, that we can live as Christ called us to live. Because here's the thing. When we live as Christ called us to live, we reflect His glory to the world around us. When we live as God called us to live, as Christ made us to live, then we can reflect His glory to the world around us. And you know who hates that? That little punk bully. Not Dante. (laughs) But the devil hates that. Hates to see God's glory reflected. Why does he hate you? Why does he hate you so much? Because you bear the image of God. Right? That's why he hates you. That's why he doesn't want you to to live up to your potential is because you bear the image of God. You are made in his image. You are God's selfie. So he hates you. And so when we live up to To the way that Christ has called us to live, the enemy hates that. And so uh, a lot of believers, what they do is they end up kind of living like George McFly. Y'all remember Back to the Future? Do you remember who George McFly was? Right? He was the dad, but he was this like wormy 98-pound weakling, just like he he was the ultimate toady, right? Not even that. I think a toady would be a step up from what he was. And there was this guy named Biff Tannen, who you would just bully George McFly constantly. And a lot of times what we do is we kind of, uh, we kind of see ourselves as like, you know, the George McFly to the devil's Biff Tannen. And he, and he, and, you know, he, he gets, he gets us in like this, the arm lock, right? Uncle! And we see ourselves as George. And whenever we try to take a step of faith, whenever we try to grow in Christ, whenever we try to to live in greater freedom, the devil's there to go, hey, McFly, right? Hey, McFly, I thought I told you you'd never overcome that addiction, right? Kind of reminding us. Or, Or, hey, McFly, I thought I told you you'd never make a difference. Sounds a lot like shame, doesn't it? Tax us with shame. Hey, McFly! And we just stand there, and what do we do? Overwhelmed. Victimized. Right? We feel that sense of overwhelm. We feel that sense of being a victim. Wow. I mean, we can probably all think of people in our lives who could do, do well without a victim mentality, without feeling like a victim. Boy, that would would change, that would make some massive, like, tectonic cultural shifts, right, if people didn't see themselves as victim. And so that's how the devil likes to keep us there, feeling like the victim. We're the victim. Hey, I thought I told you, and we got our arms twisted behind our back. But God has provided us with tools, with an armor to stand against the enemy. He's given us weapons to fight, and they are powerful. What does Scripture say? They're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. These aren't like, you know, God didn't just arm us with slingshots against, you know, Optimus Prime. That's not, that's not our relationship here, you know. And uh, he's given us armor to stand and fight. We are not destined to be bullied around. You are not destined to be bullied around. We are what Jesus said to him, and the Son says, free is free indeed. We're free indeed. We're free indeed. We're free from the bullying. We're free from the pestering. We're free from the harassment. Uh, we just need to understand our relationship here, right? We're free indeed. So let's kind of break this down just a little bit. The first thing we learn from the scripture is be strong in his power. Be strong in his power. Right? God has given you authority over the enemy. Use it use it. He's given you total authority and you need to just use it. His power doesn't increase or decrease depending on your spiritual resume. Okay? Get that. God's power in you does not increase or decrease based on your spiritual resume. Well, you know what? I was in the word 5 times this week. I got more power. You now you might have more confidence. Right? His power does not increase or decrease based on your spiritual resume. Your confidence might, but his power will not. His power will not. How would you deal with the enemy if you knew that God was standing right next to you cracking his knuckles? Right? I remember uh, going back to junior high. Uh, I, like I said, was bullied. But I made this friend somewhere about middle of the way through. His name was Brian. Brian Cotton, boy, was he a big man. He, he was like, and he was like the kid that that looked like he was held behind three times, but wasn't. You know what I'm talking about? That kid, he's like, he looks like an adult, but he's an eighth grader, and uh, he had the muscles, had some facial hair, a little bit coming in there, big dude. And I made friends with Brian, and uh, there was something about lunch time that changed when I made friends with Brian. Uh, the thing with making friends with Brian is I sat where I wanted. Because, you know, in junior high, you're, you're relegated to your table. But when I made friends with big old Brian, I sat wherever I wanted. And I may have even smarted off a little bit. I may have even had a little bit of confidence. Because my guy, Brian had my back. And it changed the way that I interacted with other people because this guy was with me. And how would you see and interact with the enemy if you imagine God standing next to you? If you imagine him doing this number. Right? It changes. It changes. He is. And be strong. Be strong in his power and fight back. Like I said, get a little fight in you. For Pete's sake, get some fight in you. All right? And so be strong in his power. The next thing is this. Put on every piece of the armor and don't take it off. Don't take it off. Put on every piece of the armor and don't take it off. The armor of God is for everywhere and every day. The armor of God isn't just for, I got a job interview this week. I got better get prayed up. I'm going I'm to put on the armor of God for that job interview. I've got this confrontational meeting, so I'm going to put it on every day and leave it on. Put it on every day, leave it on. Don't leave home without it. Okay? Know the truth of God's Word. Okay? Live righteously. Walk in confident peace. Trust in the salvation that Christ has bought for you. Feed your faith. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on all occasions, Scripture says. At all times and on all occasions. All right. A lot of people, they don't want to be bothered with all of that. I can't be bothered with all of that. Don't you know I'm busy? And um, they feel like being in the Word of God is just too much of a chore. It's too much of a chore. I'm super busy. You don't understand. Or living righteously is optional, right? Well, I like to live righteously. I'm a good person. But when it comes to sex, not so much. When it comes to finances, you know, I like the tax season's coming up, man. I can get myself a bigger refund if I just kind of, nobody's going to know. The government's got it coming to them, all right? Or when it comes to gossip, um, live righteously at all times, at all times. Or their prayer life is kind of limited to grace before meals, grace before meals, right? But then when the devil comes and he shoves them a lo- against the lockers, They feel overwhelmed. See, all this stuff, these spiritual disciplines that we talk about, prayer and fasting and being God's word, you do those things all the time so that when the bully comes along, you can stand firm. Not we just kind of call the shots and we hold the steering wheel and then when the bully comes along, we scramble for prayer and we scramble to get in the word and we treat the Bible like a Ouija board. Give me something special. Why won't you leave me alone even long enough to spit? No! No, God! Uh, give me something better, you know? And so uh, it's for all times, it's every day. Be in it, okay? Uh, so, so this may sound contrary to the last point. And I know that some of you are going, wait a minute, you just said to be, be strong in His power. I don't need to worry about it. It's both and. This isn't an either or. It's both and. Both. Be in the word, be in prayer, be strong in his might, right? And rely on his power. It's both and. And so uh, why does God want you to grow in his word? Because it's his absolute truth. It's the absolute truth. And what does truth do? Sets us free, right? When we know the truth, it sets us free. And we want to live in ever-increasing, greater freedom. Amen? Freedom. The last thing is this. Fight for others, and you'll find greater freedom for yourself. Fight for others, and you'll find greater freedom for yourself. So, you know, a lot of times what happens is when, we, when we're feeling bullied, when we feel like we're kind of under attack, when we feel like, man, what happened? Where did all of our attention go?es On our pain, Right? All of our attention goes on our pain. It's all about our pain. It's all about our circumstance. And, and we almost like forget about, you know, forget about praying for somebody else. You know, so much so to the point where when there's another need, we're like, I wish I could pray for them, but man, I got a lot of stuff right now I'm dealing with. And so uh, when we fight for others, we find greater freedom for ourselves. And after taking a stand against the enemy's schemes, Paul says, stay alert and persistent for all believers everywhere. So Paul is saying this. The Apostle Peter says in 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9, Stay alert, watch out, for your, an- your great enemy, the devil, he prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. Your family of believers all around the world are going through the same sort of suffering you are. So your, your suffering is not unique. Right? I hate to burst your bubble. It's funny. Nobody thinks they're special except for in their suffering. <laughs> right? Oh, there's nothing special about me. But I got this ache and pain. And we all know people that suffer and let everybody know it because they get some attention from it. Right? Sometimes people with physical suffering, it's like, Okay, I get it. I get it. We know you're in pain. We got it. Okay? You've been woe is me, yeah, right. And it's like, and it, it's, and I don't mean to sound uncaring in that, but uh, we have to understand that we, not to get too weird here, but we tend to become what we focus on. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. We tend, to, we tend to become what we focus on, right? Uh, and and so when we're, that's why people who constantly worry about one thing in particular. Maybe They're like, always. I'm, I'm just going to get rejected. I'm just going to be that next Really, It doesn't matter. Why bother going to another relationship? I'm just going to be rejected. Why bother going for another job interview? I'm not going to get it, right? And so they, they, they focus on this rejection, and they focus on this pain, and what happens? It manifests. It manifests. And so, but when we are able to go take our mind off that thing, and we fight for other people, and we help other people, Right. I, I I'll never forget that the the this happened in such a wonderful way one time for me. Uh, it was it was during a back flare up actually, and um, I had an opportunity to take a mission trip to Ireland, and uh, and I was and I was nervous about it. Like oh man, sitting still on an airplane for seven and a half hours. I don't know about that man. I mean I'm 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 in a lot of pain, and I was so worried about it, and almost. Immediately when I got off the plane and I began to minister to other people, I began to bless other people, it was like, what back problem? What ha- I, don't, I don't know what happened. You know. And uh, when, we, when, we, when we fight for other people, it brings greater freedom for us. And if the devil can get you to believe that you're the only one going through what you're going through, if he can isolate you, Get you thinking that your struggle is unique. Remember, Paul says, you know, believers everywhere are suffering with you. Okay, if he can make you think that your struggle is re- unique, your pain is unique, what you're hap- happening to you is unique, then what will happen is it just causes just his teeth to sink deeper into your spirit. Like barbs, you're trapping you into just this cage of hopelessness. Because what you're going through is unique. No one else. That's why we don't share our pain with other people. And, and, and when we share our pain with other people, you know, that's why we have a prayer team, is have an opportunity to distribute the load a little bit. Okay. Don't, don't think that your pain is unique and that you have to isolate yourself. We, we, we have this culture now where everybody thinks that they're an introvert. What, what happened there? Seriously. Like, like, you know, uh, uh, statistically, like twenty percent of all people are introverts, but everybody's walking around with their coffee mug saying, "I hate people." You know, so what? What happened? What happened there? And and that is that is a tactic of the enemy to isolate you. Because in isolation, it's just us and our thoughts and that bully twist in our arm. But in a community of people, in a community of faith that love each other, share each other's burdens, pray for each other, there's healing and there's freedom. There's healing and there's freedom. And so don't waste all your energy on social media and crap like that and then not have energy left over for your community. That's not in my notes, but you're welcome. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Okay? He knows that if you pray for others, if you have faith for others, you might actually have a little faith for yourself. And so you don't have to be free of all the struggles to go help someone else get free. You don't. This is such, this is such a common lie. you got to have all your crap together before you can help somebody else. You don't. You don't. All right? And, and, and so just start helping others. You know, start fighting for the freedom of others and you will find greater freedom for yourself. Uh, So what I want to do today is I want to close by just challenging you to make a shift in your mindset. I said earlier this. I said earlier that uh, many people tend to see themselves like George McFly and they respond to the enemy, Biff Tannen, right? with, With despair and with helplessness. That's how we we tend to respond, with despair and with helplessness. But from now on, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to see yourself as Biff Tannen. You are Biff Tannen. You are not George McFly and that relationship between yourself and the devil. Okay? And, And in interaction with Satan, the George McFly, because he's already defeated... And recognize when the enemy is messing around. Recognize it. Learn to recognize it. You're grumpy, you're depressed, you're anxious, all for no reason. Right? There is a reason. It's because you reflect the glory of God and the devil doesn't like that. Okay? When, uh, when your house just keeps getting sick, when you're just, you're just always afraid and you don't know why, okay? When, all these things, the way the enemy messes with you, and, and when he starts messing, just call him out. Call him out. Hey, McFly, right? Hey, devil, I thought I told you to quit tempting me. Now I need to break your legs. <laughs> right? Hey, dummy, I thought I told you to take that fear and get out of here. Okay? Hey, I told you to quit messing with my kids. Now you're going to get a broken nose. Right? Now i got to break your legs. And what do you do? You speak the word of God over your life. You speak the word of God over your family. You rebuke the enemy. You pray over your home. You pray over your home. And you do it with full confidence because you're strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. You are strong in the Lord and His mighty power. I'll never forget, and I think I shared this story before, uh, when we were living in Rock Island, somebody broke into our car. They didn't steal anything valuable, you know, a pair of $10 Walgreens sunglasses or something and garage door opener. And so um, somebody broke into our car, and I remember calling the police, and they came, and they kind of, you know, put a piece of tape over the window and got some fingerprints and never called me back. And, uh, and so, but I just remember my first thoughts were, how do I keep this from happening again? I need to price out some alarm systems. I need to and I remember just having a hard time sleeping at night, and that was like that was like our conversation for for weeks after that, just kind of talking about oh I'm not feeling safe here anymore and I had struggled sleeping and I remember uh coming home from work one day I was driving home from work, and I'm like, you know listening to some worship music in the car, you know you know whatever, driving along and I get about. I don't know, almost right up to the house. And I realized that as I was driving closer to the house, there was a, like, the, the fear started to just, like, wash over me as I was getting closer to the house. And it struck me, and I was like, wait a minute. That's intimidation. Like, do you ever have, like, one of that revelation, the way you, kind of the way you're feeling it? And I went, that's intimidation. That's what bullies like to do. They like to intimidate you. It's all about intimidation, and 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 I and I drove up to the house, and I went into the house, and I and I said, "Honey, I, it's intimidation. There's a spirit of intimidation," and I recognized it as the enemy. And so I I I, I got angry. I mean, just like just Biff Tannen, right? Oh, I'm fly. and I I I walked around the uh, property line. Of, of the house. I walked around it and I just told the, the enemy, he's not welcome here. Get the heck out of here. Power of God is here. The Holy Spirit is in this home. The, the power of God resides in me and my family and in this house. This is a place where his presence resides and is welcome and we love him. And, and I remember just kind of like, you know what, I, I'm done being intimidated. And I slept like a baby that night. And that sense, that in sense of intimidation, that sense of fear that always seemed to kind of like have its hooks in me for the last few weeks was just gone. was gone. Because I was like, Dante, you want to fight? But you're going to stop this slapping me in the back of the neck. You're going to stop this intimidation. And, uh, and it was such a, just such a wonderful, freeing feeling. And when you speak the Word of God over your life, and when you stand up and you get some fight here 's the thing there 's a guy named uh William Cowper, and uh he was uh, he was a minister like a hundred years ago that 's why i all never heard of him and uh, this guy named William Cowper, but he struggled with depression his whole life he he just just this this oppressive depression over his life, and he he learned. Uh, Just the power of prayer and standing against the enemy. And he said this, and if you're taking notes, just write this down. He said, Satan trembles at the weakest Christian on their knees in prayer. Satan trembles at the weakest Christian on their knees in prayer. And so I want to encourage you to get your fight. Get your fight. Put on your gloves. Tape up the wrists. Get your fight on. And uh, let the enemy know that you're not going to be bullied. You're not going to be bullied. And so I'm going to pray for you. But he, uh, Oh, there goes my water. Um, oh, we're going to have a prayer team. If the prayer team want to come now, uh, that'd be great. We'll have prayer people in the front and in the back. And you're here this morning and you're like, you know what? I want to... Gra- uh, let's do this. Let's do this. If you're here this morning, and, and you would say, I, I need a greater fighting spirit. I need a greater fighting spirit. Um, just, you know, I just want you to stand up, and let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. We, we won't worry. We won't, you know. But we're just going to pray for you. I need a greater fighting spirit. Yeah. Is anybody else? just Man, I just need a greater fighting spirit. Wendy, do you want to come up and join me? Because at the end of the day, the enemy can only keep ground that you let him. Um, Let me let me pray for you. Oh yes, okay. I feel like um, when you do stand up to him, that it may it might get a little bit worse before it gets better (laughs) because he's gonna. You know, sometimes they're like. If you've ever had a bully, like I have, you know that like once you stand up to them sometimes they're like, okay, fine. My bully told me, fine, I'll meet you after school. (laughs) Great. And then I met him after school. I went and waited at the spot because I'm like, I have to be done with this. And did they show up? No. So I'm just, I just feel like God is saying if if you feel like you get another push, don't be discouraged. Keep fighting Mm -hmm. because you have the victory already. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to pray for you. And uh, if you need prayer from one of our prayer team members, uh, when we say amen here, I want you to go get prayer. That's called fighting spirit. Right? Go on and get in prayer. Sitting where you are going, I'm not going to go get prayer. That's not fighting spirit. We want you to have a fighting spirit. Okay? Hmm? Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. ashamed. You know, uh, God calls us, you know, to be... You know, mighty warriors, you know. Mighty warriors in Christ. Jesus himself is described in Scripture as a warrior. As a warrior with a sword in his mouth. Y'all know what the the sword is? That's the, the truth, the word of truth. There's so much here, you guys. There's so much more that, than, than just what we're covering here this morning. That's why I really want you to go back and listen to the Armor of God series, the Dress to Kill. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for uh, mental shifts, shifts, spiritual shifts today, God. God, as we move from victim to victor, God, you have never, never in scripture do you ever describe us as victims, ever, ever. God, we are victorious in you. We are more than conquerors in you. We are highly favored in you. We are walking in righteousness and empowered to prosper, and we're more than conquerors, God. We are in training for reigning, God. We are king's kids, and we are not the George McFly's in this scenario. And so I pray, God, for every person standing this morning, God, that you would put in them a fighting spirit. They're going to fight. They're not going to roll over and take it. They're going to fight. They're going to fight for their children on their knees. They're going to fight against addiction on their knees, God. They're going to fight. They're going to fight, God, against discouragement, anxiety, depression, They're going to fight God. Lord, I pray for a church full of fighters, not fighting each other, but fighting our common enemy who comes to kill and steal and destroy and to keep us from reflecting your glory and living as you called us to live. God, I pray against shame. I pray against that that voice that says, I'm the exception. Everybody else has victory, uh, but, but I'm just kind of, you know, living out in the doghouse. Oh, God, I pray for greater freedom, fighting freedom. God, God, for some, some of us here, I pray, God, that you would restore the passion of their youth that spiritual passion that they had for you in their youth, God. I pray that you would rekindle that. Rekindle that, God. Oh, Lord, for your glory, for your honor, for freedom, because we are called to be free people. In Jesus' name, amen.